I want to talk about the importance of making sure you have a globally diversified portfolio. So some of my episodes are rants and just me starting it off one way, going on a rant and then ending up somewhere else. And then just titling the episode, whatever kind of the rant was about. In this case, I just want to talk a little bit about some core concepts and core knowledge that investors need to have in terms of diversification and making sure they're exposed, not just to their country, but broadly, broadly to the world. Now, I'm mostly thinking I'm talking to a U.S. audience, but the beauty of what I'm about to say is that it applies generally. It applies quite broadly. And in some cases, in most cases, actually, in most cases, the reasons that one, a U.S. citizen or a person that's residing in the U.S. that's mainly concerned about building more wealth in terms of U.S. dollars because they're going to consume goods and services that are priced in U.S. dollars, that person, the reason that person would want to still have a global, you know, global portfolio, those reasons are even more valid for some other countries. So... We'll talk about that in just a second. So let's let's see. Let's take a look here. The U.S. by population is what? Let's say 350 million people. The entire world is 7 billion people. So the U.S. is maybe, if we're just very roughly and conservatively, maybe 5% of the global population, right? 5%. Now, of GDP, it's far more. I don't know the exact metric, but it's far more than that. So... The global, if you take the global GDP, the global economic output per year, the United States is far far more than... Uh, out of all the stuff, goods and services that are produced in a year, the U.S. gets more than 5% of those. Or an, another way to say it would be that the U.S. produces more than 5% of all the goods and services the world produces. Its share of the production of producing goods and services more. I mean, I don't know how much it is. Maybe 10, 15, maybe 20. Who knows? And then I think wealth, I don't know this metric either, but wealth would be probably even more, probably even more. Now, I've seen these metrics before, and I know that the second metric I mentioned, so the first is 5% population, the second is GDP, relative GDP to the world, that one is much higher. I remember seeing it, but I don't remember the exact number, I don't want to just look it up right now. Because that's not the point of what I'm saying. So, the relative G, the relative GDP is 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 uh, you know higher than than five percent, than one would assume would be the case given the population. If everyone was contributing the same, it would be exactly five percent. So that means the U.S. is far more productive, right? And then the the global output is, the the wealth, the global wealth is probably probably even more than that. So there's far more wealth in the U.S. But that still means there's a ton of output and a ton of wealth that's outside the U.S. So if you're a U.S. investor, to ignore that, to ignore all the growth that could happen in the majority of the world, meaning the the, the rest of it, say say the U.S.'s contribution to GDP is 20%, 20% of global GDP, that means you're, you're not, if you're just investing in U.S. companies, you're not exposed to 80% of the companies around the world. And although U.S. has been the hub of innovation and growth over the last century, that may not be the case. Maybe another country will, maybe uh, another country will outpace the U.S.'s astounding growth. Basically, maybe 
it'll be in other places. Maybe maybe growth rates in other places will be higher. Maybe Africa that growth rates in Africa, which is just now leapfrogging, it was always stagnating because there was not enough capital investment to bring in post-industrial technologies, industrial era technologies. But now they're leapfrogging and they're saying, fuck off with those technologies. We can go right to the modern technology. So uh, the 21st century is going to be a century of intense African development. I'm talking about like that the, the entire continent is going to be connected with high speed, high speed 5G. Um, no need for all the industrial era stuff, all the oil based stuff, all the steam based stuff, all the heavy metallic stuff, all, all not needed. It's going to be all solar, all energy based. A drone based and then boring like more the boring company technology um and then airports and freight like that airports and trucking roads obviously they're, they're gonna need to invest in roads more but um it's just they're leapfrogging those those technologies that were kind of in, thought to be needed and they're just applying they're, they're just going straight into the the newer technologies so do you not want to be exposed to that? I do. I want to be exposed to that. I want to be exposed to growth everywhere, not just in the U.S. Because we live in a global society. We live in a global world. A part of being a prudent investor is taking a a more, how can I say it, a more analytical approach to investing and looking at tail events, tail risks, meaning risks that are very unlikely to occur, very unlikely to occur, but that are going to be very, very fucked up, very bad for you if they do occur. So say something happens in the U.S. where you want to leave the U.S., um, how are you preparing for that? Now, if, you're, if that happens, if you want to leave the U.S., and you're, you're investing in a diverse global portfolio of equities, in in e trade, you're not. That's not gonna make it. It's not gonna matter. You could be invested all in the U.S. or you can invest all in global equities and nothing in the U.S. at all. It's still gonna be relevant for you. If you're gonna leave the U.S., how are you gonna access that wealth? You're gonna need other things like crypto and gold, right? But if assuming that kind of shit hits the fan scenario doesn't happen, but we just have a more reasonable scenario where. There's just not too much growth in the U.S. for a variety of reasons. Maybe political, maybe environmental, maybe both. Um, there could be a lot of reasons. Maybe another virus, maybe even wars. There could be a lot of reasons why growth in the U.S. is not the same. Maybe, maybe, Or maybe it is strong, but growth in other places outpaces, far outpaces growth in the U.S. Maybe another country is going to be the hub, the free tech tech-oriented hub where free enterprise is kind of evolving and u.s will be more stagnant who knows who knows what can happen politically so if if but 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 as long as the u.s stays intact right so as long as the u.s stays intact you're still in the u.s you could still log into your e-trade account you're going to be happy you invested globally you're going to be happy you didn't just bet on oh 20 percent because if you were if you were just if you were, if you didn't think of yourself as a U.S. citizen or resident of the U.S., if you just thought of yourself as a citizen of the globe, it would come much more naturally to invest. Now, I'm not saying you should think yourself of yourself as a citizen of the globe. I, I don't. I don't think of myself as a citizen of the globe. I think that's kind of foolish and uh, it doesn't make any sense. Only the most privileged, wild people can think that way. Of course, you have to be kind of mindful of your own community. As and for now, you have to be mindful of your own community. Still, we're not there yet. 
There's a lot of dark people, a lot of darkness in the world, still a lot of malevolent forces that want to get us. A lot of malevolent forces even inside our own country, inside our own government that wants to kind of get us. So there's, it's not a time to say, oh, everything's fine, I'm just going to be a global citizen. No, the world's still very, a very dark place, a very scary place. Obviously, look at the news. Look how people, look how Americans have been being treated. Our own citizens, look how they're being treated. Um, so very scary, scary world still. Even though it's it's so much better than it was before, we have a lot of malevolent forces out there that we, we really want to be mindful of. So, as imagine the U.S. still remains intact. In that case, in that case. Could still log into E-Trade and you'll be very happy that you invested globally. That same reasoning applies to anywhere else. Wherever you are in the world, pick your country, wherever you are. <laughs> and, I mean, pretty much unless you're in the U.S., anywhere else you are, whatever I said is going to apply even more. Your population, unless you're in China, India, um, I think China or India, what other country? Does Brazil have a larger population than the U.S.? Unless you're in one of the countries that has larger population in the U.S., the population thing is number is going to be lower, of course, and then the GDP, the output is going to be lower than the U.S. So if you're if you're in, say say you're just a random country, pick a random European country, Eastern European country, let's say even, I mean your your the output in your country would be far smaller than uh, than the U.S. So so you would be you would have a tiny tiny um, uh, tiny uh, relative GDP to the world, maybe one percent, maybe half a percent, maybe two percent, right? We're talking maybe half a percent, maybe a quarter of a percent, maybe five percent, but very small. So are you really going to leave ninety or more percent of global GDP out of your investing strategy? That sounds crazy, doesn't it? That sounds ridiculous. Uh, so if if like if you tell me that oh my portfolio is fifty percent in my home country and 50% globally, I would say, wow, that doesn't might not make it that much sense. Depends. It depends. I know you want to buy goods and services within your country. I know you obviously want to, you want to be invested in your own country, and it makes sense to have a little bit more in, invested in firms from your own country. Yes. You also know more about those firms. Yes. But 50-50, if you're in a country that, that has like a GDP that only is relative to the global GDP 0.25%, let's say, that doesn't quite make any sense. Maybe maybe something more more allocated towards the global stuff would be better, as long as you still have liquidity. Of course, you'd want, you'd want a crazy liquidity. You'd want it to be still very obviously accessible. That's part of liquidity. And you want it to be reasonably not volatile um, wherever you are. So you don't, I mean, you, you the whole thing, all the advice has to be within a package of prudence and prudence and proper risk management and just an understanding of your local markets obviously i can't give you advice don't take my advice i don't know you so you would be a moron if you take my advice i'm not giving you advice i'm just giving you strategies for thinking about things and thinking about things from a more global holistic perspective so you if you, you you're gonna want to do that you're gonna want to think more globally and see like well, how am i exposed globally am i just too tied into my country or am i am i gonna benefit off global growth off off idiosyncratic growth so idiosyncratic meaning unique growth like what's gonna happen in africa that's an idiosyncratic thing once that happens that's done so if you're investing in the year 2150 2150 and Africa is completely a completely industrialized modern place and there's and it's on par with 
with the U.S., let's say, there's not going to be too much growth. Now, yeah, you're going to have steady state growth. You're, that, that's it. That, that growth is going to be done. Just like in the U.S., you have more steady state growth. Just like in China, you had massive growth, and then we see it kind of tapering off and becoming more steady state, numbers getting more reasonable in terms of growth, although China still has a long way to grow. Um, so a long way to grow. China could be very, I mean, China's per capita GDP, I think, is... I don't know, not high, not high at all. So not high at all. Not not like not like Europe, Western Europe, or or uh, or the United States. So China could grow quite a bit. If I mean, if China had a per capita, if per capita GDP in China was the same as the U.S., then the Chinese economy would be what? It would just be equivalent to the population uh, multiple. So. If China is four times bigger than the U.S., China's entire economy would be four times bigger than the U.S. So China could potentially be that, and it could be more if per capita GDP across the globe goes up. I mean, I'm, I'm very optimistic. In this century, I'd, I'd love to see in this century, as long as we don't sacrifice our morals and our other dignity or other important things as society, I'd love to see per capita GDP in the U.S. at $100,000, inflation-adjusted real, at today's dollars. Inflation adjusted, hundred thousand a year per capita GDP. True, true growth and wealth. And to do that, we need a free society. So, um, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take that tangent path right now. I really want to stick to this, to this discussion here. So, so global, global diversification is wise. And then global diversification, like I said, allows you to, to take advantage of things like the potential Africa insane growth in Africa that's going to occur. People that were wise in the 20th century took advantage and massively profited and still are profiting off the growth that happened in Asia, that happened in China. India is still going to grow a lot. So there's still a lot of growth around the world. Um, so very optimistic. Now, in Western Europe, you have very, very weird stuff happening. You have some countries that are doing well and some countries that are just socialist and they're just stagnating uh, for a variety of reasons, partly because they're socialist, partly because there's too many regulations. But you have a very tough time in Europe. U.S., Canada, Mexico, uh, North America it still seems to be just a more free and open place. And so you have you have better growth in, in North America. Mm -hmm.